<laughs> hey, this is good stuff. We just missed the best part of this podcast. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> oh, good start. The viewers oh, are like, yeah. what happened? What went on then? Oh, we're talking shadow and unicorns and fluffy rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Talking about all the crazy, my daughter's purse in the background here. And Matt was worried about his shadow in the background. And aren't we always worried about our shadow? Always worried about our shadow. Knowingly or unknowingly, right? Right. Um, That's what makes it the shadow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually had a really good quote about it, and I can't remember. It's, there's no point in me saying what I'm saying right now because there's no point to it whatsoever. Uh, but I heard a really good quote recently about the shadow um, following us around, but it carries no weight. And I was like, oh, I like that. It's quite insightful. Like, it's always there, but it, it actually, we, there's no weight behind it. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about um, shadow boxing. Ah. And take that literally and metaphorically. Because mm. your shadow has every, all the same moves, knows exactly what you know. There's no beating it. I like that, man. Yeah. That's one, of the, one of the best books shit. I read when I was doing like the deep inner work was Debbie Ford. Uh, the dark work of the light chasers hang on let me find out what her actual book is called uh hang on today's podcast brought to you by organifi green juice yeah i know right we've got another one over here uh, oh what you got mockingbird raw greens mm. beautiful yeah raw pre i've um it's really nice didn't we do a little bit of that on last week uh i don't recall. I, I kind of thought we kind of half did, but we don't really know what the hell's going on at this point. So, oh, that's it. Uh, Debbie Ford, the dark side of the light chasers, mm. um, goes into like all about the shadow and the shadow aspects of ourselves and all the personalities that are inside that want to be seen, heard, that have a gift for us, a message for us, um, in some way, shape, or form, and how we can once we accept those parts of us and sit with those parts of us and be the space for those parts of us they don't have the power over us and then we're almost free to just be who we are um that was a that was a really uh transformative book okay. for me for anybody out there that's uh embarking on the inner work journey and has heard about shadow work but it's never done any that's i think it's a really good it's 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 not just a read through book it's like actual book with exercises in that you have to mm -hmm. no, sit with it. you can't just go cover to cover and, and that's how i usually read those books <laughs> yeah but uh yeah it, it's it's doing the work knowing knowing is part of the problem of the 21st century we have all this over information but the utilization of it is lacking great massively we, we, we've, we've turned into uh, what's the, compulsive consumers. Yes. And we're not here to consume. We're here to create. Yes. Mm. Agreed. You ever notice that how you just feel better when you're creating anything? Yes, absolutely. Compared to I, I actually, I, I just went through an old uh, picture album um the other day and and i saw back when i was a roofer and you know i i could see at the end of the day how many shingles i laid and just the sense of accomplishment mm. after a day because I, I i am a uh, uh what you call it uh instant gratification I, i'm an instant gratification kind of guy and you know to be able to see a day's work at the end of a day is just really fulfilling and to see you know nowadays to to see the actual changes in somebody's body and the way they move and you know for them to take a fall and not break a hip where they would have expected to have probably broken a hip you know mm. that's that's what's fulfilling to me it's uh, you know I'm, i feel like i'm kind of getting to the point in, in the training journey where I don't really want to sit and count reps for you and be a rent, <laughs> rent a friend, which yeah. is wonderful. Um, but if, if we're not doing very specific things to make very specific changes, we're wasting both of our time in my opinion. 
well you've you've just transcended that level of where you were before when you first got into this right which is fine and there are people at that level and i don't think we mean to insult well, yeah, I mean, anybody it, it, or say no, it, and <laughs> and the reason why i say that is my shoulder though still not 100% better 95 98% better i'm getting very little issues with it and you know 7 years of mastery 10,000 hours i yeah this month i've hit that 7 years Boom. Yeah. So uh, 20, yeah, 2013 to 2020. And so nice. certainly I have a lot more to learn. I just enrolled in the Czech Academy and holy shit, first video, I know nothing. Really? Like your mind's just gone. It, yeah, it, it, not even that. It just like disintegrated <laughs> like Marvin the Martian just <laughs> shot my brain and just dust. Really? So yeah, it's... Uh, the Czech Institute is not for personal trainers. Yeah. It's for people that really want to make the change in their lives and their bodies and every aspect. From what I know of Paul, it's about like working inside out. Mm -hmm. Well, and, but at the same time, it's much easier to work with the body than it is the ego. And just like Tony Robbins, if you can actually make a structural change, change somebody's spinal alignment into a more extended, more happy, more mm. Tony Robbins posture, you can actually gain access to parts of the ego and be able to work with them. Where if you're in this position, you're so guarded, there's no, you're not touching that e those ego parts. Yeah. And so you, you, can, you can work both sides of it. Yeah, physiology is huge. I don't think people give enough attention no. and energy to, the, to their physiology. And people are going, oh, I wonder why I'm so depressed and wonder why I'm so down. And they can't, like you said, they're sat like this, like all day, hunched shoulders, right. head down. Obviously, they're like scrolling phone, like chest is closed off. Yeah. And they're like, oh, why do I feel so depressed all the time? And one of the... <laughs> why do I feel so closed off from people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Why is nothing coming into me? Why am right. I not getting anything? Um, I, I saw anybody post. who does that your job is to lay chest over a, a swiss ball thumbs to the ceiling and do eyes and whys eyes and whys that yeah will lift eyes and lift the chest open the chest there's, yeah there's your uh, there's your one pearl of wisdom from today that's, that's all you get if you that's yeah all, if that's all you get yeah, that's it. Nothing else now. We're just going to chat uh, shit for the no next more 45 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> We're just going to diss Trump. We have, we have, nothing, else, about we have nothing else valuable to give. That was the one nugget. And that's the, the nugget. Is, the rest Done. is fluff. you got to pay for the pay Speaking for of nuggets. Trump, I... Uh, <laughs> Oh, we're going there already. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, going, we're going there already on that post you made the other day. <laughs> I make a lot of posts. Which one? Yeah, something about, oh, I'm not judging. I'm just observing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the U.S. is a bit of a shit show right now. That was somebody else's. But, but, but we, ta we, we talked about that last week. <laughs> that was somebody else. Are you commenting on my comment from somebody else's post? Did you see that? Possible. I, I don't recall. So one of my, one of my friends, uh, ex-client, amazing guy posted something scott yeah, yeah yeah scott yeah you got it um let because i've i've i'll lose context unless i find the actual post let me go yeah, to yeah. hang on two seconds let me find where it is yeah, you, you it, introduced me to scott many years ago uh, did i yeah yeah we're connected through you no way um let me find so it was actually quite funny i think the way that the uh thread changed so quickly <laughs> right um so he so he put the thing i love most about politics is it makes me realize that i can't tell if my american friends are being sarcastic or not oh yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, so that, that's a very true even coming from an, <laughs> somebody in the states it is. So then I put, uh, America is a joke. This is not a joke or sarcastic or even judgmental, just an observation. And then he literally, the next comment was a bit like the joke about the two digest digestive biscuits walking down the street. And you realize they're nowhere near the best biscuits you've got, but they're only, the only choice you have. It's not funny, by the way. And then I would put, uh, and just look how quick the conversation went from American politics to, to digestive biscuits. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's all. And it's just, 
like how quick it just shifted for like i've got no interest really in talking about american politics yeah. whatsoever <laughs> um but it's just that's just the way it, it what i see from over here i might be naive i might be closed off to actually what's going on but from what i see like i said we spoke about it last week yeah yeah, I mean, I, I'm closed off to it. I, I literally, I want nothing to do with it. I'm voting third party this year as I did last time. And, um, you know, like that's, that's it. I'm not interested. Being involved in politics does not serve my immediate scope of influence bubble. I don't care. Mm. I spent way too much time worrying about what the hell everyone else is doing. And I'm not interested. Yeah. The, the, I saw something with Jordan Peterson once where a woman in the crowd was just like, oh, how do we change the world? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you start with yourself. I remember that video. Like, get yourself sorted first. And she's like, no, no, no. And she was like, no, world. no, no. Yeah. And he's like, no, this is what the problem is. Too many people are out there trying to fix out there when they've got so much shit going on inside themselves. They haven't sorted themselves out yet. Yeah. I know there, there's a heavy metal song that says that. It's is the I can't remember the band or the name of the song, but it's the song is literally, if you want to change the world, change yourself. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, I mean, and a, was some famous Mother Teresa quote, if everybody cleaned their own doorstep, the world would be a, a beautiful place or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. And I'm like, it, well, it's all the same. Like, it all fits in. Again, that's what I see from this side is mm-hmm. there's not real change because everyone else is, like, pointing the finger at that, but no one's taking responsibility for it. Right. There are a few. There are a few yep. people taking responsibility for their lives and, and, and sharing the good word and good message and, and standing up for what they believe. Like, I see that. Yeah. But they're massively in the minority. It's interesting you mentioned that because that just struck a chord with me. My Facebook feed, though I don't use social media nearly as much as I used to, it's still fairly positive with, through most of the people that I follow and I'm friends with and whatnot. Now I go on to, to uh, Erica's Facebook thread and it is just negativity after negativity after negativity. And it's just like, man, I could not. I can't participate with it being positive, let alone participate with, <laughs> with, it, with it being just depressing as hell. Yeah. I, it's, that's really weird. I wonder if that's a... I'd love to hear thoughts of, from our viewers if that's a guy and a girl thing. Because I remember sitting with my ex and we were, we were just chilling, like, scrolling. She was on her phone, I was on mine. And we were, so, like, right so by we, each other. So we... Go on. So it's you and I are into the personal development. And I'm going to suggest, though I don't know your case, they were not as into personal development as us, and which is probably why their threads were oh, different yeah. looking. Zero. And I like saw that, and we were just like chatting about stuff, and I was like, oh my god, like how do you even? I was speechless at what I saw on her thread. Like the amount of it's it's not even it's negativity, but it's victimhood, it's, child. Oh my God, from adults. And it's just like, shit, yeah. I didn't oh, it, that. I'm working on that shit with my coach right now. So uh, no judgment there, but uh, let, let's work on cleaning it up, people. A hundred percent of what we're consuming. That's the bigger, it's like what you consume, not just, yep. not just this stuff, but what you're reading and taking in here. Yeah, has a huge effect anyway. Like there's another nugget is watch what you're putting into your mouth and your eyes, what you're consuming. It doesn't mean bury your head in the sand to the stuff that's going on or whatever. You can still be aware of it, but maybe 10% consume if you need to. Right. The biggest, biggest shift for me was stop watching the news. That was a, one of the big, like seven yeah. or eight years. I've been clean yeah. for seven or eight years now. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a morning radio show in Detroit, and it actually has spread throughout different parts of the U.S. Um, it, it's that popular, but uh, it's it's hilarious, but it's all so juvenile. And I, sometimes I need to just let go of the seriousness of, of you know, what I think it mm. means to be me and just let yeah. go. But, man, I could spend that driving to work learning something or listening <laughs> yeah. to something inspirational. I mean, shit, I, even just the last couple of nights, I started watching um, Netflix or, no, it's on Amazon Prime, a uh, documentary series on Hugh Hefner. Oh, interesting. It's quite interesting. And, and this is, uh, I got this from Ty Lopez years ago. Um, if you read or watch biographical things right before bed, 
you can uh, kind of piggyback on that inspiration through the night. Mm, yeah, definitely. And, and let that rummage, rummage around your subconscious and, and do something good for yourself while you're sleeping besides just sleeping. Or I don't think people just sleep because a lot of people are consuming their feeds or the news. The amount of people, especially in the UK, they have like a 10 o'clock news, like a 10 p.m. news. So mm -hmm. many people I know watch that 10 o'clock news and then go off to bed. And all they've got going through the, the last messages that they've heard is fear, uh, drama, like research, it's all problems, problems, problems. Problem. And they're just, like you said, it just seeps into your brain. And that's the last thing that you've consumed. And people wonder why they wake up feeling, ugh. Right. And not and uninspired or scared or. So I think, the, the, again, another nugget, the best thing that people can do. If no more nuggets. We've like given away too much. Oh, okay. <laughs> stay, stay tuned for next week when I talk about switching off the news before bed and playing something <laughs> inspirational. <laughs> but we'll leave Always got to lead week. in, man. Always got to lead yeah. in. We'll leave, we'll leave that next Always week. be closing. Always. I like that. ABC. Did you did you ever watch that? What's that? The film is called. It's a really long, weird name of the film as well. From that's where "Always Be Closing" comes from, um, with Alec Baldwin, right? Oh, uh, uh, Glengarry Glen Glen Ross. I've one. never seen that one though. No. I know the phrase "coffees for closers" from that one, but no, I've never seen it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I think I only saw the speech bit that he did about the okay. leads are weak, the leads are not weak, you're weak. And right. Um, when I was heavy into like sales and and added sales trainer, and I think in fact when I signed up for his sales thing, he got us to watch like that clip Probably. about how like yeah and do that. And there was the other one as well, which had I want to say Ryan Reynolds, but it might be the other guy, Ben Affleck. There's another film with another sales scene where he's about uh, like stockbrokers and stuff and you can make a million a year and, and all this stuff. Yeah. And it was like that old like Wolf of Wall Street way of right, telephone, yeah. telephone terrorists. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, it's interesting. I think we're shifted. Do you think, do you think business owners, entrepreneurs, salespeople are shifting away from that approach with the whole always be closing, always be closing and, and get the sale to uh, I more think of the a... ones that are going to make it in the future are. Okay. Because people are generally just turned off by those hard sales tactics. Could you argue that there are people that not even turned, I think there are people that are turned off by those sales tactics. Would you say that the people that are turned off by those sales tactics are, if you were in a sales role or had your business, would you say the people that were turned off by that type of sales tactic are your ideal clients? Because you're not in a, a high sales volume role, like you're not selling right. stocks or insurance or what healthcare or whatever would you say that actually you don't want those type of clients that would be pressured into selling something because you were like buy this or die you say that they're your ideal client so i'm just going to say like based on my personality mm. I, I wouldn't want to work with somebody that wants to be hard sold got it i, I just I, I have a fairly soft personality and gentle and have you ever tried the hard sale, manipulative sale, the, I don't want to say manipulative, that's a loaded word. Have you ever tried that way? I, I have, yep. Did you bring in clients from that way? No. Oh, okay. The only reason I asked that, I wanted to hear if you've had that experience, but what I've experienced is when I went down that route, the clients that I bought in, terrible fucking clients. Yeah. That's no reflection on them at all. But if I'd have just said, hey, this is what I offer. Do you want to move forwards with this? They'd have gone, no, definitely not, because they wasn't ready for it. They just right. were not ready for it at all. But because I put some smart sales spiel in the way, played yeah. on their emotion. I had a sales trainer once that said, no, I was struggling making the sales. And um, he was like, okay, tell me like, what you do and whatever. 
And he was like, oh, I've got a question for you. Do you make them cry in the sales process? And I'm like, no, I don't make them cry in the sales process. He's like, that's where you're going wrong. You need to make them cry. What, what was his phrase? I feel like you, I feel like you used, you must have learned this right before you and I worked together. <laughs> it was, a, it was, I didn't make you cry. Fuck you, I didn't make you cry. <laughs> you did not make me cry. No. <laughs> I played on your emotion. I had a you very did. good, I, I did have a very good sales script. I remember the. Um, I remember after the close, we were quiet for like it felt like forever. Oh, it minutes. was it was solid two minutes. It was for it felt <laughs> like I'm forever. Just, I just started laughing. I'm like, you're good, motherfucker. <laughs> and then that's what you said. You're like, okay, you're good. Okay, I'm in. And I, yeah, I, I do remember that. That was when I was in my my sales. Thing. Yeah, like I, I consciously knew that that's what was going on. <laughs> and and like, I he's still beating stop. me. He's still beating me. <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't make uh, you cry. Yes, yes, I used a very good sales script uh, then to bring in you and a few other but, guys. But you, you were very good clients. But, but I didn't. Go on. I was going to say, you're the reason why I started my business. Oh, thanks, so, man. Absolutely. But I, what, the, the, yeah, the point I was making is when I found that I did start making people cry, and I was just like, oh, how does that make it? It was when I was doing like the PT stuff, heavily into the PT. Right, yep. And I had 45-year-old Jane, who hated herself anyway, and... She was kind of ready to sign up for the PT. She wanted to do something, but without that little bit of a nudge, she wouldn't have done. Right. Because it's like too scared to make the change. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so how do you feel when you're having to get dressed in the bathroom at night and your husband's there like waiting for you and she's saying, oh, I don't like it. Okay, what part of your body don't you like? Why don't like, and really going deep and you yeah. feel it like welling up. And I was like, yes, I'm going to make the sale because it's, and the whole time my soul is going, what are you doing? Right. And my ego's like, shush, we can make some money out of this one. <laughs> well, and, and interestingly enough, what I found, uh, you know, where I'm at with my job right now, my boss has a, a quite good lead generation system and basically everybody that comes in is at least warm if not hot yeah whereas back you know three four five six years ago the leads were lukewarm at best mm. you know hey we're just signing up for the gym i want to work out oh well let me trick you into getting some personal training which is i mean that's that's the basic big box yeah. gym model um, yeah and, you know, I would, I would have a very difficult time with that. And, you know, I'd get down on myself, like my closing rate was horrible because mm. I'm getting these crappy leads. And it, it was because I wasn't marketing myself effectively. And, um, you know, I, my boss, again, has helped me niche down into my specialty, which is just kind of correcting usually the older, uh, older folks, but uh, just people with chronic pain and Trying to do that, he tried getting me to be a like a boot camp type instructor, and that went horribly awry. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine you're a drill sergeant boot camp. No, boot camp no. Trainer. It's like, dude, you, you're you're a retired marine. Like, you can do the boot camp stuff. That's not me. Yeah, I think that's that was the other the key as well is coming home to your truth and accepting what kind of a, a trainer, coach, business person that you are. Right. And because there's a lot of people in this space that or a lot of, sorry, a lot of mentors, coaches that say, you've got to get your niche right. You've got to get your niche right. Focus on your niche. It's all about your niche, niche, niche. And your ideal client, yes, it has a place, but unless you come home to like, that was a bit of another real big thing for me is like going, hang on a minute. Who am I? Where are my strengths? What do I enjoy delivering and working with people on? And then it's almost like the niche <coughs> comes just off the back of that anyway. Right. And then you just attract people that are like you and who you are and compliment you. And then it's Correct. just, you don't need to, because they can feel your energy anyway. So you don't need to sell anything. You go, listen, right. this is me. This is who I am. This is my little name, my corner here. If you want to work together and overcome your problems and get to the result, then cool. If you don't, then that's also cool too. Another, right. Here was another biggest thing that talking about inner work and shadows and stuff is the part of me, the shadow, keep talking about shadow, he's there. I feel like I need to get a pen and just draw like a smiley face <laughs> up on the wall so it fits in perfectly. So he's constantly watching what's going on. We'll get a video editor to just uh, move it, put it oh, in the could. video and then just move it around the shadow. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I need to stay still now. So it doesn't, it's not yeah. too much work for the video guy. No bobbing um, and weaving. <laughs> just staying dead still. That was the other thing is coming home to the, I want to say belief, but it's more of a knowing that I don't need 
client. I want clients. I want to help people, but I don't need them. It's coming. It's removing that neediness. Well, and, and then again, that, it, part of that is building your clientele enough to where you have a little bit of room to breathe and you're not concerned about eating next month. <laughs> so what I would say on that one, yes, like it helps to have that. Like everybody says, like when the millionaire says, oh, money's not important. And <laughs> right. about money. Like, yeah, well, easy for you to say, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but I, rem- I can, or I've been both sides of this. So where I've had money and gone, listen, don't worry about money, money. It'll take care of itself. Like it's cool. And I go, well, it's easy for me to say because I have money. And then I distinctly remember, um, going to the supermarket earlier this year when I've spent the last bit of money in my account on the food, like the last bit where all accounts with the savings were at zero. The money that I needed for tax was at zero. Uh, the business account at zero. And then my personal account had something like seven pound 26 or something. And as I was going around the shop, I was like, I know I've got this much money. So if I can get the shopping to be about this, I can still get the shopping. And because I've done so, I'd had that experience before in the past, like the last two, three, four, five, six years, I've had that and had right. massive anxiety, like huge panic attacks and awful experience because of the inner work that I've done. When I put that, it, I think it came to like 7.13. And the only reason I know that is because of the 13 at the end. And I was like, I'm not making that bad luck. It's no, it's not meaning bad luck. I'm not meaning that. And I had 13, because it was 7.26 in my account. I spent 7.13 and I had still had 13 left. And I was like, no, all the evidence <laughs> of bad luck is there. No, no, no. Can what can I get for a penny? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I can get 13 penny sweets. So um, I remember when I spent that money, I remember, I distinctly remember it in that moment, coming home to a place of abundance, overcoming all the stories, all the, the voice in my head, the shadow behind me and going, I have enough right now for food right now. I have food right now and I'm going home to the roof that's over my head and I'm, I have that right now. So if anybody's going through anything right now, I'm close my eyes because I'm replaying it back over and I've got goosebumps mm-hmm. saying it. So if anybody's struggling with any kind of money or financial situation or worrying about the bills or anything like that, I came home to in that moment, regardless of the bills that were about to go out at the end of the month, regardless of what might come in, what, what I needed to come in that I didn't know was going to come in. In that moment, I had enough to eat and I had the roof over my head. And I felt that enoughness and non-needing. I didn't need anything in that moment. I didn't need anything else in that moment. You can say, well, Matt, you need some money because the end of the month. In that actual moment, Eckhart Tolle talks about this a lot in The Power of Now. Yep. In that moment, I had enough. In that I have moment, everything I need. I had everything I need in that moment. And because I grounded myself in that energy, it took me a while, but I was in that energy. How long ago was that? Three or four months ago? Since then, life just got better and better. I have more money in those accounts than I need. And I can, do you know, like in the personal, in the business, the money's there for the tax that's due at the end of January, January 31st, I think is when I have to pay the, the money. It's mm-hmm. there. There's enough there for this year's tax and there'll be a little bit left over to roll into next one as well. From zero, like, well, from 13 pence. I don't know what that converts into. in yeah, probably, about, probably about a quarter in, in the US. Yeah, <laughs> about that. Maybe a bit less than that. That's literally what I had. But I grounded my, because I came from the energy of, I have enough. It's, or I have more than, I had 13. In fact, that's what it was. Missed that bit out. Because I had 13p left over. I convinced myself I had more than enough in my account. I had more, in that moment, I had more than enough. You're starving and get 13 candies. (laughs) That's exactly it. But I had more than enough, more than I needed. Didn't have what I wanted, but I had more than I needed in that moment. Mm -hmm. So for people that say oh, it's easy for you to say now you've got the money and you don't have any money worries, I still did that in that moment. I was like, I have more than I need in that moment. And then the universe, the world, whatever, reflected that back to me. Clients came out, like new clients, old clients came out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. More money's like coming in. And I speak about the client that signed up a couple of weeks ago out of, out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not miraculous or luck because I, I've done the work on knowing how the universe works with the law of divine um, compensation, the law of cause and effect, the law of like energy that it all matches wherever you are. Um, we've read all, all of the books and they all point back to that. Like thoughts become things. So if you're thinking I haven't got enough, that's going to be your experience. Right. That's with the energy that you're pointing out. If you got, I haven't got enough, the universe goes, okay, I see your energy and I'm going to match it. Yep. The universe isn't biased. It doesn't judge. It doesn't, 
It wants to give you what you're putting out to prove that what you put out, you're going to get back. So I know there's somebody watching this right now that is struggling, that's stuck, that is in a situation that they don't want to be in. And all I would say is focus on what you want. Focus on what you have, like be grateful for what you've got, come from that place of abundance and gratitude for what you've got. Can be very hard to do when it looks like the world is falling apart around you or inside you or everywhere, whether it's health, finances, relationships, whatever it is, can be very, very hard to do. But you have the ability and capacity to sit in that moment, being aware of everything and go in this moment right now, I'm good. In this moment right now, I'm good. Regardless of what might be going on out there or my senses are telling me, right here right now i'm good i've got the roof over my head i've got food in my belly i've got whatever in this moment i'm good and you ground yourself in that energy and then divide it's like divine works for you and goes right now put this post out there now go to this place now talk to that person now go do a workout now go play golf now go whatever and that was another thing is that's when in fact that's where the client came from my most recent client paid more than um almost all of my other clients so like highest investment client um paid exactly the same as what you paid actually so you know what that number is and that's still my top end fee and i remember it was a monday morning and i was like shit where's the money coming from like for the end of this month everything was covered but i needed that little bit extra i was like i don't know where the money's coming from into divine intuition um, but again, so grounding myself in the, in this moment, I have enough right now and I'm good right now. Mm-hmm. And then inspiration or intuition or whatever came through and I said, Oh, go play golf with your dad. I'm like, no, I need to do some work. I need to write a sales page or I need to reach out or I need to get people in because the, the end of the month kind of thing. Right. I was like, no, go play, go play golf with your dad. And I'm like, mm, okay, I've done enough work to trust that and lean right. into it. Went and played golf with dad, took a picture of me playing golf on the thing, wrote a message about you can create your reality because it was a Monday and I was just like, um, I was actually loving what I was doing on that Monday and I was like, you can create your own life. And there were people out there that hate Mondays. I love my Monday because I'm on my golf course. Um, and I wrote the post from the balcony at the end of the game of golf while I was sitting having a drink with dad. And I wrote the post about that. And then she commented on that post. She was like, yeah, this is true. And then um, she said, oh, this is the post that made me reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you can go back onto my Facebook. And you yeah, no, I, I, I remember seeing that. Like, this is the post that made me reach out. And I was like, oh, cool. And so while I'm going, well, me, Ego Matt is saying, no, you need to do sales and strategy and tactics and work on the business. Higher self intuition is like, no, go play golf. Yep. We got this. Like, go you, have fun. I spoke to, yeah, I spoke to somebody yesterday and their, their um, phrase that sticks with me is uh, outsource to the universe. Mm, I'm like, oh, I like that. Outsource to the universe. I do too outsource the universe and so that that's my little spiel and rant on um if you're struggling right now then come home to the truth that right now you're good especially if you can sit on a computer screen or a phone and watch this like you're doing all you're doing all right yeah i got a thousand dollar phone in my hand but uh yeah at least when it it was new yeah that's it so uh so you're good now come from that place ground yourself in that energy and then the world will, will reflect there's other work you have to do and whatever but start there so uh, i know i said no more nuggets but um gratitude practices what are some what are some of your gratitude practices the ones that either you do or at least you know of uh first thing in the morning every single morning now when i wake up i say thank you thank you for waking me up higher power divine god whatever works for you um thanks for waking up that thing that beats your heart that you don't brain, have to think brain about brain cells heart cells <laughs> all you. of that stuff like uh, but the thing that's beating the heart whatever beats the heart whatever it is that's beating the heart wherever you believe in it that's up to you right i thank that i'm like yeah i woke up this morning so i'm grateful that i woke up because there's a lot of people that didn't wake up this morning mm-hmm. so i'm grateful for waking up and if my family if my kids have woken up as well this morning i'm like yeah grateful for the, that my kids have are awake and then people that i love people that are around me grateful that i've got a bed to wake up in a roof over my head and i just start there and it's like a spiral and i'm just like okay I'm grateful for the food the drink the, the people say oh, it's the little things they're massive without those you're dead yeah. so without the heart beating game over <laughs> right so then you need to things. take a breath 100 percent. so that's my gratitude practice and i all through the day, I find myself just being randomly grateful. Oh, somebody let me out at the junction. Grateful for that. 
and I just try and generate that feeling because again, go on. Do you hate it when you let somebody in and they don't give you the wave? Nope. Used I, to. I hate it's it. Like, Fuck <laughs> you. Flash it. Beep it. Used well, to. I, I let you out. <laughs> yeah, At least acknowledge I did something decently <laughs> yeah. humane. <laughs> used to be. You but because I, bitch. Yeah, that's, I really was. I was that awful. I was the world's worst driver. Um, but I know how energy works. I know how the world works. So I don't now, even if I feel it, I'm just like, I can feel the anger. I can let it be there. But I also know karma will come back to me. So I'm like, no, that's fine. Let him go. Yeah. And I know karma's going to come back to me. It's, not, it's so, not even so much anger. It's more of an annoyance. Like, hey, I did something nice for you. Can you at least acknowledge it? Yeah, but I don't know what's going on in their day. Right, correct. Agreed. That was another thing as well. I used to get and Particularly with this year, the, the collective <laughs> stress is just oh. fucking unbelievable. So... So it, to, to find that little bit of extra compassion is really important. I, I remember this was probably, I can't remember if we were still in lockdown or not, but it was, it was kind of spring, early summer, and I, I was heading to work, and what was it? There was a person in front of me making a right-hand turn, and they went, and they didn't see the truck coming up the road and like he the truck had to slam on his brakes pretty hard so the truck in anger whips around the guy punches it stops dead in traffic in front of this person oh and i'm going like i'm in a little bit of a hurry but <laughs> i'm not even involved in this i don't want to get involved in this so i'm just gonna sit right here so yeah. the guy like leaned his head out the window yelled something at the woman and then took off <laughs> Just like, man, people are fucking crazy. Yeah. But like you said, it's that collective stress and anger that's inside of them. It's the shadow that they haven't dealt with. Yeah. But it's how that's going to go on to affect his day and anybody else's day right. that comes into his life. Because he will probably, probably, 98% of the time, complain to everybody else about the guy that pulled out in front of him at the yep. thing. And, yeah. Um. So awareness is the biggest thing. But again, that's all part of the journey, isn't it? It's all part of the process. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying everyone should now just become like sensitive snowflakes and be pushed over by life and whatever. You can still have that assertive. Go on. So I was just listening to a podcast, uh, Paul Check's most recent podcast, um, and they were talking about how, you know, people think that enlightened ones are all mushy, gushy, and airy-fairy. And I know, I think you know who Caroline Mace is. No. Oh, Caroline Mice, M-Y-S-S. Hmm. Maybe. I may have come across her somewhere. Yeah. Anyways, she, I would consider her an enlightened being and she terrifies the shit. <laughs> like just her energy of just like, this yeah. is how it is. Like, mm. like just very blunt. Mm. And the, you know, it's like, um, um, Paul Selig, man, the truth just penetrates. Yeah. There's, but there are there's my porn star name <laughs> the truth <laughs> the truth <laughs> he will set you free <laughs> he will hurt oh, you but he will set you free i need help <laughs> a lot of people do man or or just a laugh one or the other <laughs> maybe maybe both maybe one and the same i think in light being enlightened but with boundaries is the way to not be the pushover. Well, I, I think that's the only way to be enlightened. I think if you're enlightened without boundaries, you're not actually enlightened. True. I like that. Because then you just become a pushover. A, a massive pushover. Yes. Uh, yeah. What's, what does enlightenment mean to you? What does it mean to you? If there's no wrong answer, oh. what does enlightenment mean? I would say just the most awareness possible from a human. Whatever that may be. And, you know, I, I, I guess I might be curious if... Uh, Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a deep, deep question. So what's your take? For me, it's, for me, it's getting to a point where you are at one with everything, or first of all, recognize that everything is connected. Everything is one. We're all one. It's all one. It's all energy. We're all part of the whole, all part of the whole individual waves of the ocean expressions of the ocean expressions of life we're all individual expressions of life but we all are life mm -hmm. just in just in separate forms but our our being our us like the i am mm -hmm. is that's true like it's not i am and then you finish the sentence it's i am yes. like i am and if when when i'm not then i'm not but at the moment, right? Do I exist I or do I not? Am. Yeah, that's it. And and that's literally it. It's just oh, I uh, am Shakespeare. Yeah, in in a way, well, it's not even a question. Like when he says to be or not to be, that is the question. You can't answer that because if you answer it, then you are, then you are being. And if you don't answer it, it means you're not. If you can't answer it, you're not. So it's not to be or not to be. You are. It's what you do with that I amness. It's what you then go and create from that. Well, I am, mm -hmm. I am life. And then knowing that I'm the cause of anything I experience, nothing happens to me. It's all happening because of me, what, my, what I experience. It's like, what, where do I direct that I amness? Where do I direct that energy? Good or bad, positive, negative. Where am I directing like my energy as the cause, as a magnet, as awareness of everything? What do I choose to do with my free will as the human part of me? What do I choose to do with that? Where do I want to focus my awareness? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm not saying I, I'm, I think I, I think that's the only real free will we have is where do we direct our attention? Yeah, because you know, I, I oh, this this is an interesting topic. We'll get into this in just a minute, but um, <clears throat> you know, your environment creates you i mean for the most part certainly there are you know um outliers but for the most part your environment creates you um so what i was getting into i um i've been getting into some like old rap music that i used to listen to when i was a uh, a young black boy <laughs> <laughs> at least when i thought i was yeah that's it what, um, what are you when you say old rap what are you talking about like so Biggie are, Tupac or are you talking so that era so there's a uh uh rap group called uh the Dayton family from okay. Flint from Flint Michigan uh they had they had an album back in the mid 90s and one of the members bootleg uh went off on his own um doing his own thing he had an album in 99 he had an album yeah. in 2002 I listened mm -hmm. to those. I enjoyed those albums. Those albums were talking a lot about slang and cocaine and fucking over the feds. Right. Well, he didn't have an album for 16 years. 15 of that, I'm pretty sure, was in the joint. <laughs> right. But anyway, so he, he listened to some of his new stuff. It still sounds really good. I really actually quite enjoy it. But um, so he's got this song. I can't remember again the name of it, but... Uh, things my mama used to say, don't spend your money on hoes, uh, okay. always keep your grind on, and always stay strapped. I had a very, very different childhood than he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did your mom, your mom not say those things to you? No, my mom did not tell me not to spend money on prostitutes. That was not <laughs> even in her realm of consciousness consciousness yeah and work my my family's canadian so they were not pro-gun yep and uh hustle yeah I, the hustle was that was more my dad you know mm. going out as a kid and going around the neighborhood and what can i do around your house for you to earn some money yeah and there's you, there's some value in that but at the same time attraction rather than promotion and and not hustling 
seems to be a uh, uh, oh massive a, a more fulfilling way to to do massively lighthouse versus tugboat as i heard that phrase Ooh, i like and that for those that haven't heard it it's kind of self-explanatory but it's better to be a lighthouse where you're just shining your light and say listen rocks there avoid them go that way and send right. boats out on their own path and if they choose to then crash into the rocks it's their own fucking fault yep but i'm going to be the lighthouse and, and light the way or the tugboat that says come on you've got to go this way and you need to go that and it's yeah. what would you rather be and i think there's a place for both but i'd much rather be the lighthouse mm-hmm. Yeah, so sometimes you need a tugboat. Shining the light and saying, hey, it's safe here, it's good there, it's not so good there. Some, yeah. Yeah, when your boat breaks down, you need the tugboat. A lighthouse ain't going to help you. That's true, man. Yeah. Um, there was something I was going to say when you said... Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're kind of getting onto the discussion of nature versus nurture as well. With mm-hmm. that's, That plays a big part, doesn't it? And, and it's both. That's the thing is, is I, I think probably pretty close to 50% each on everything as I pull numbers out of my ass. <laughs> as you know, zero, zero fact checks on this. Uh, yep. 83% of statistics are made up on the spot. <laughs> All the time. Yes. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Uh, 60% I'm right. All of the time. What's that? One I'm right 100% command? of the time, 60% of the time. Yeah, that's it. The quote from Anchor Command, isn't it? Something like that. Uh, 60% of the time it works every time with the spray that he's talking about. Right. Um, but then you've got the, I was out with a friend last night. We went for a meal and then just a, a drink afterwards. I say a drink, we're rock stars. So I had a hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and what we observed, here's what we observed. The two places we went, beautiful restaurant in the first place and then like a nice little like bar place it was actually quite like a bit of a and i've been to a couple of bars in new york and it was like a new yorky bar like brick with a bit of steel and then big mm-hmm. window lovely lovely place and what we noticed is the people that we watched come in couldn't decide where to sit mm-hmm. like they had a really hard time just choosing where to sit and making a decision mm-hmm. about where to sit and he runs events and he was saying he did an event the last weekend where he had six tables of six. That's all it was. So six individual tables with right. six people on. No, sorry, 36. So 36 tables of six. Yeah, that was it. 36 tables okay. of six people, all socially distanced and stuff. And he said he was actually joking with some of the promoters of the event, watching people come in and go, oh, where do we sit? And taking forever to decide, make a choice right. about where to sit. And there's two reasons why I know this to be true, but this is also an opinion because there's no facts on this show. <laughs> right. <laughs> One is people are scared to get it wrong. They're afraid of failure, getting it wrong mm-hmm. and being judged for getting it and making the wrong decision. They're scared. Yep. And two, most people haven't had to make a decision all their life. They're told what to do at school, what to think, where to be, where to sit, where to go. They're conditioned to take orders. Then they go into a job and the boss says, you can work here, there, at this time. You can go on holiday this day. You can have your break at this time. They're conditioned to be told what to do. Like they're, I don't want to say robots, but they're kind of like old sheep or whatever word you want to use. Zombies. It's just an observation. There's no judgment on those people Mm -hmm. at all. But it's just interesting how conditioned people are that they can't make those decisions and... And based on the nature nurture thing, it, that's the nurturing and, and the condition that they've been brought up in. And I think if anybody can just step back and go, whoa, hang on a minute, that's true for me. I struggle to make decisions or whatever. It, the awareness will precede that change. Yeah. And I know someone's going to get something from that, what we've just said, because there's always a reason why we say stuff. It was, it was interesting to watch. I love watching people. I'm such a people watcher. I love it. I love human behavior. Fascinated by it. But it all boils down to two things. People are either coming from love or fear. That's literally it. There's only two foundations for every action. Look at Mr. Popular over there getting all the notifications. Yeah. Busy. Give me your attention, Brian. Clients canceling. (laughs) How are they? (laughs) You need to do some self-reflection work and work out why you've attracted that situation to your experience. (laughs) <laughs> thanks matt <laughs> or you don't and they're just got <laughs> right. shit to do shit to do and <laughs> what did i see someone post, someone posting again uh recently was um uh, she was like oh i had 
there's pain in my eye, pain in my eye, pain in my eye. And she'd done loads of personal development work and stuff. And she had this pain in her eye. She thought, oh, what can this mean? She was journaling on it and meditating on it. And then she went into the mirror and realized there's like an eyelash in her eye. And she pulled it out. And she said, like, her post was like, okay, sometimes you don't have to Louise hay the shit out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I love that. That's pretty much it. Sometimes you've just got the eyelash in your eye. Yeah. Sometimes people sometimes just cancel. physical. Yeah. Sometimes that's literally all it is. It's nothing on you. It's just, that's the way it is. And I'm like, oh, okay. But is it? I mean, is that something, is there something you don't want to see? That's what she, that, she right, kind of hinted yeah. at that a little. She was like, yeah. I will do the work and I will fit. And she was like, I didn't, didn't get, I think she actually said, I didn't get to what am I not seeing in life. Right. Um, and then she, that's when she said, oh, it's just a fucking eyelash. <laughs> right. I'm not seeing the eyelash in my eye. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's right in front like, of me, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not looking at it. It must be because of something that happened when I was four. Right. Um, so, yeah. How are we on time, man? I've got two little is Yeah, I know. You, you're you're running out of time, I know. Okay. We, do you, anything you want to, like, feel like you want to say, add, share? Do we need to go any down another route today? Um, I don't think so. We're kind of all over the place. We've got some, some good gems, some, some fluff, some conversation. And, uh, we still haven't got a name for the podcast. I think it was a success. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to work on that. We might have to have a separate non-podcast recording call to figure out what the, to name this thing. <laughs> to name the actual thing um the beast the beast yeah what's this beast gonna do let it run i like run, i like how we run just free and out. wild hey run free and wild let the beast out free and wild yeah that's exactly but that's the way yeah something okay. something it's not it but i like how we dance around from different things and it just flows yeah that's another thing that, again, people fear is that they fit or are used to. It's total projection. No one might fear this whatsoever. Again, zero fact checks. <laughs> You're like human. Doing, I, I'm willing to bet there's somebody else who has the same thought or feeling. That, that are called to do something like start a business or have a conversation with somebody, but they fear that, oh, no, what, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say the right thing or whatever. But it always comes, it always comes out. Like, let's start a podcast. Let's just hit record. And we've spent, again, for an hour. I've probably spoke for 49 minutes to be out. <laughs> balance is out. I think I, I ran my... More, uh, more this week. Ran my flapper so last week. week. More so this week. Um, but that's another thing, isn't it? I definitely used to fear. I can't go live, Facebook Live. I, what if I don't know what to say or whatever it was? Yeah. And once you get out of your own way, it just seems to flow. I don't know if you experienced that with clients that you're like, oh, I don't know what, I won't know what to say if I had this client. And then it just flows and the session just flows and yeah. it just comes out. Yep. There was a beautiful girl at the gym. I walked into the gym and I caught her right. She was, she's a 10, probably a 10 and a half. And I, so I used to be massively insecure about, around, around girls. No judgment, just an observation. Um, I used to be massive. I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying. And I used to be massively insecure about girls. So I'm, part of my personal development thing was getting out of my own way and just going and talking to girls that I would have shied away from, <laughs> that I would have felt really insecure around and nervous around. They're just going and doing the thing. And uh, I remember the first time I ever did this. Again, it was in a gym environment. She worked at a gym. Stunning girl. Absolutely beautiful. And I know she was beautiful because I was on a meal with clients at, at Christmas time. And she was sat at another table with her friends like across the, the, the restaurant. And one of the girls that I was sat with saw her. And she was like, oh, my God, she's gorgeous. She just had that look about it. Like, she didn't yeah. even try it. Looked, like, one of the girls that looked like she just One of the natural of, beauties, right. Oh, my God. Like, she just come out of the shower, like, combed her hair back and then come out for a meal, but was right. just, stunned, like, beautiful. Beautiful energy, everything about her, right? Mid-20s, I imagine. Long blonde hair, tan skin, like, perfect. Everything, per but her energy as well. Like her well we know what hair. your type is. <laughs> her energy was like, oh, I also like curvy I love curvy brown haired girls as well with deep brown eyes like give me the curves so anyway um, so she's so I know she's beautiful because another girl had already said like she's beautiful and I remember being in the gym months later saw her strutting around in high heels tight trousers blouse hair I think it was the same as well and I saw her and I, was, and I felt called to go and pass on this compliment that I'd heard 
And I was like, oh my God. And I was sweating and I was shaking and I was really, my part was, because I knew this is something I had to do. I knew I had to do this. Not to try and get anything from it. I just knew it was my next thing that I had to do for my growth. Right. And I was like sat here and she was, I saw her walking across. She was walking about 25 yards away. And I clocked her path where she was walking from and to. I was like, now's my moment. I'm going to go over. And I remember she was walking across the path. And I literally, <laughs> what I did, right? I walked over. I stood in front of her. I just walked straight up to her in front of her. I was like, um, uh, I was, we was out for a meal. And the person that I, with, I was with um, said, oh, my God, she's beautiful. And I just saw you. And I had to pass on that compliment. Okay, bye. And she was like, thanks. And then like, I walked off and it was the, yep, like, yep. It was the worst. <laughs> most awkward, awkward thing. Absolutely. So, so awkward. So awkward. like no introduction. They're like, hi, excuse me. Can I talk right. to you for right. none of that cool, suave Will Smith right. style yeah, stuff. Yeah. None of that at all. Yeah, a little um, more Kevin James than Will Smith. <laughs> it's probably even worse than that. It's horrendous. Uh, is he the guy from Hitch? Is he the other guy? Correct. Hitch? Yes. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay, cool. I'll get the reference now. Yeah. Yeah, totally like that. Albert Brennan is the name that I kind of have in my head. A totally like a just a clusterfuck horrendous but i did it i stepped into my fear i felt that fear that shaking that pump and i still did it so now i have it's easier for me anyway back to today and see it again beautiful girl in the gym and i've only gone up there to warm up because i was doing some swimming and i was like okay quick warm up and i was like i'm only in here for five minutes i've got five minutes that's my window to say something to this girl and again right. jumped straight up into my head I was like, oh, what can I say to her? Like, oh, cute shoes. Hi, I'm Matt. All these things going up in my head. Yeah. I was like, where's my window? Where, where can I, like, what can I, how can I even, and I was in my head forever. And I was like, no, get out of my head. Breathe into my body. And I noticed she started stretching, like, out of nowhere. She walked over, started stretching, like, by me and stuff. We caught, like, eye contact and stuff, but I didn't want to be, like, right. a creepy perv guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. kind of thing. Yep. So I'm doing my thing anyway. She gets up, like, goes over to the scales. Uh, stands on the scales and now she's kind of walking back and it just came through me i don't know whether this is right or wrong and the people that teach game might go dude that's horrendous you should never say that right but as she was walking back and i was like question does that mean you can have the takeaway this weekend or not and then we just like riffing from there <laughs> like she laughs a little bit and we just like, good. it was just so easy like once i got out of the head and just breathing into my body it's almost like the universe gave me the opportunity yep. the in i was like matt get out your own way don't try and done because when you're in your head trying to get something out of it because that's where i was i was like how right. can i get something mm -hmm. i was like no let's detect we're not trying to get anything from her just share, sharing make a conversation connection. Yep. with a human being right mm -hmm. um it reminds me of uh actually the guy that hit uh the guy that hitch was based off of uh david mm. wygant in his book naked uh there's he talks about you have to get into their world you can't try and bring somebody into your world. Hey, you know, can you spot me or something like, you know, you have to get into their world. Oh, wow. I've never heard that. And I mean, that makes sense. Hmm. I mean, if, if you see somebody at, at the grocery store looking at picking out peaches, hmm. you don't mention something about how, you know, you mentioned something about peaches. Are they in season? Yeah. You, you know, something like that where you're moving into their world. But that works in general. We're, I probably edging on the on the edge of um, like pickup and stuff, but I think that works just in general with anybody. Well, right, yeah, yeah. Pickup is just basic psychology, really. It's manipulation and. Well, yeah, there is that. Yeah. But again, like the sales thing, the type of people that you attract using pickup techniques, probably not wife material. Correct. And then like sales with, you know, because yep. low self-esteem. and yep. That's exactly it. If they want the guy because you've negged them, it's like, yeah. probably don't it, want And it's funny because I was you. just thinking, uh, it was, was probably within a year after the pickup artist show on VH1 came out. With mystery? I, Yep, with mystery. I was listening to the radio one day, and uh, these guys were talking to the, to the DJs about their company that basically they did that same thing. And so I ended up hiring them, and uh, they actually ended up being really good, genuine guys and uh, very. Again, oh, you did? You've had that experience? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, and... yep, yep. Wow. Are you and able to share what company that or who that was? So, or... the, uh, he, so I, not. I, I will. I will just leave it alone for now. He's, oh, okay, cool. He's we well, can chat. He's After. well beyond that. He's, uh, he's actually in uh, ministry out in California right now to become a, uh, uh, I forget what the title is, but some Christian 
master. Oh, wow. So, oh, okay. Um, so yeah, he, he doesn't seem to be too big into pickup anymore, but, um, <laughs> but for him, it's always been about just becoming a decent person. Yeah. And so, no, Mark, but, but anyway, so, so, so the reason why I brought that up is oh, yeah. that I was thinking about a, uh, what was that drill called? Crash and burn. So you're literally right. going into the club and you're literally trying to get rejected. with the intention. Yeah. The intention right. To yes. get rejected. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, and it's, the opposite happens, right? It's exactly like, why? Like, yeah. Why, why do you want me to reject you? Well, cause I don't want to reject myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Victor Frankl talks about that in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, mm -hmm. how when you try and make the opposite happen or try and make the thing that you fear happening happen, the opposite happens. So he uses it with um, like public speaking as an example, where you, where you go out and you, you try and stutter and you try and get it wrong and you try and mess up and you tell people how nervous you are. Mm -hmm. And it's almost, and you try and be really nervous, but then it, it doesn't happen. Right. Um, and then he references like guys in bed, like men put so much pressure on themselves to perform in bed. Jesus God. They, they end up not getting it up because of, yep. like by trying to, you, mm -hmm. you do the opposite. Yep. But if you can go, well, I'm going to try not to get it up. I'm going to just be as relaxed as possible. And like, don't want to get it up. Don't have sex, like no intention of it. And it's like, it's like there. Right. It's like the opposite happens. Mm -hmm. um, which I imagine that's the principle behind that whole pickup thing is trying to get rejected, crash and burn. Well, I, I think it, it's more of just, you know, see that people aren't horrible. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like it, you know, whatever horrible thing you think is going to happen when you go and approach <laughs> the girl, the likelihood of that happening is slim to none. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. But again, approaching anybody because people hate confrontation. Mm-hmm. They hate, there are some crazy psychos out there that when you go up, they're going to go, fuck you. They're like, but that's probably like one or two in every country. That's not 15 yeah. in each, in each bar, you know? Well, <laughs> we're, we're in different countries. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are in very different countries. One of the best experience, here's how, um, I probably want to say how racist I was actually. When I, oh. when I came to New, when I came to New York, well, how conditioned I was, I don't know what it, what, someone will define what I was. So, yeah, I, I like the word conditioned. Yeah, someone will define what I was. I was in a bar uh, in New York. So drunk. And um, that's fine. I'm, that's absolutely cool. Yeah. Um, I was in a bar in New York and cool, trendy bars, about half 11 at night. So a few people like been drinking and stuff, having a good time or whatever. And there was a bit of a dance floor, mostly like high tables around the edge, a bit of a dance floor in a bar. And... Um, there with my dad, he celebrated his 60th birthday, I'm celebrating my 30th. No relevance to the story whatsoever. And we're on this table, we chatted to a guy who was from Brazil, who was just like traveling around the world doing some online stuff. And then there was a group of girls, five girls, mid-20s, and I was chatting with one of them, having a good time with one of them. And um, again, that's another like really cool, interesting thing where I wasn't in my head trying to work out how to get into their world and how to get them to like me. She right. was playing with, she was playing with the, um, oh, the things that you like crack that do a, uh, go into a color, like neon bands or whatever they want. Yeah, thank you very much. Glow sticks. God, it shows how long I've been out of the nightlife game. She was playing <laughs> with glow sticks and she was like messing with them. And I was like, right, hold the end. And she was like, who's this guy? I was like, hold the end. So she held the end across like the table that we were on. And I just like platted them like with her. I was like, here you go, made a bracelet and whatever. And we got chatting, it was cool. And then like her friends, four of them started dancing on the dance floor. Like in their own little bit, like, like white girls dancing as they do, like totally stereotypical, right? White girl right. dancing, right? White girl dancing. Then there's uh, our Beyonce. podcast name. <laughs> white girl girls dancing. dancing. <laughs> white girls dancing. Love it. Um, dancing like white girls, white girls. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. We'll stick with that. So like group of white girls dancing, right? A little bit drunk, a little bit tipsy, kind of yeah. like moving around the dance floor. Um, Beyonce's single ladies comes on. Five black girls go, this is our jam. And then black girls dancing now on the dance floor, right? right. Yeah. This is how conditioned I am, race I am, whatever it is. And I'm like, uh oh, shit's about to go down. In a bad, like I'm thinking in a bad right. way. Yeah. This isn't good for anybody because they were both kind of a bit loud. And I just thought, uh oh, this is going to be not good. Right. 
they were having like the friendliest dance off ever. And then they just all started hugging and dancing together. And right, chat. yeah. Like it was, it, it, it wiped out all of it's, my- It's media. Judgment, yeah, 100%. It wiped out all of that, the films I've seen, the media, all right. of that stuff. And I was just like, oh, I'm living it. I'm in New York, it's black and white, but you couldn't tell. Right. And I was like, this is incredible. I got goosebumps again. I don't know if you can see on the screen. Yep. Goosebumps. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is amazing. I'd never. So that just shows how conditioned or whatever. It was. I'm like, there isn't a divide. No. On the streets, there isn't. The, the, only, the, the only divide is in the mind. Yeah. And then we come back to consciousness and enlightenment. And you go, no, it's all one. It's all one anyway. We're all one. The world's a mirror reflection and all that stuff. Then you can have compassion when you realize it's all one. You have compassion for yourself, for everybody else. You let the guy in front of you when he doesn't say thank you or whatever. You go, oh, I've got compassion for you because in a way you're my brother somewhere or you are just me or whatever. Right. So where am I not saying thank you? for? Where am I not being grateful in life? Right, yes. Turn it straight back to me. And someone said, oh, when you point the finger out there, the one finger out there, you've got three of them pointing back at you. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. So whenever I'm judging and shaming, it's what am I not seeing? What am right. I not doing? And yep. Then you come back and you deal with this guy behind you, the shadow, and right. do a bit of boxing, like you're saying, yep. a bit of shadow boxing. Absolutely. And it just keeps getting better. Beautiful. So there we go. Well, sir, I'd say that's a wrap. That's yeah. over. Episode two of the Unnamed Podcast. White girls In dancing, man. I fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> thing is is you kind of have to have a name that actually tells the listener what what it's about white girls dancing with two white guys whose host is probably we, we might bring in the wrong audience completely if we is it wrong or is it it could be the right audience those people might need it <laughs> link to our only fans available next week <laughs> well that just took a career turn <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm open to receiving all gifts and bonuses in whatever way they want to come. Right. Uh, that's it. Number two done, right? Number two. <laughs> that, that just sounds... number two. Yeah. <laughs> I think we and should stop now, note, dude. <laughs> folks, thank you. Matt, thank you. I will uh, see thank you, you too. Yeah, see you next time, guys. Bye.